happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to Ellen Foundation's Unheard Voices television program. We're in our second season, and I am so excited to be back with you guys and um, excited about the guests that we're going to have throughout this second season. Uh, as just, just a reminder, um, Unheard Voices is about the community, so uh, we're going to talk about what's important to the community, what's important to uh, helping our families and um, to thrive and to continue on to grow. Um, join the conversation, 240-719-2560. Uh, Definitely want you to call in and, and um, you know, join, join us. Mm -hmm. So I'm so excited, second season. This gentleman right here who is actually one of my speakers for the upcoming uh, 2019 STEAM event. Mm -hmm. He's the president, founder, co-founder. Just president. Yes, president. And of the BCD initiative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get it. <laughs> uh, this whole clock thing is just totally throwing me off. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of working it out here. So, so, right. de so definitely. So, um, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm jacked up. So I'm going to let you go. It's all good. It's all good. That's what happens sometimes with time, you know. I know. It's like I want to be in the bed still sleeping. My bed is still calling all me. It's like, Pam, you got to But you made it here. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. It's Akeem yes. Ma'at. Yes. So Akeem Ma'at. Ma'at. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining. Absolutely. And he's no stranger to Unheard Voices. He's been with me before. And um, I, I found it imperative to bring him back on um, to really talk in detail more about um, the education and the importance of reading and uh, getting our students, our, our young people, not even just our young people, but our adults yep. back into reading um, and, and just to continue to bring the knowledge. And I know you know, with so many technologies, with all the technologies, yep. it's easy to, you know, just flip up something yep. and read, but there's nothing like picking up a book, absolutely, thumbing through those things, and I don't know, I'm, uh, I like to read yes. um, the hardcover or the softback myself because it allows you to draw in mm -hmm. uh, even more, not to say that the technology doesn't, but you can, you know, you have more you know, just thumbing through the <laughs> and and the touch of the pages. So, welcome. Thank you so much for joining Thank on the second, uh, starting the second season. And please forgive me. I mean, as time goes on, I'm you know that's <laughs> the clock. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it's like to me, it's still only ten thirty, <laughs> but in true, it's it's eleven thirty. So, um, welcome everybody, and welcome. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank um, you for having me. Again. Just go in and share what you do and. Um, and then we'll we'll have sure. a conversation from Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Well, BCDIDC, and yeah, it can trip people up at times with the acronym, <laughs> but it stands for the Black Child Development Institute DC. Mm -hmm. uh, as we talked before on the radio show, certainly the organization overall has been around for 48 years. Yes. We here in the DC area are a chartered affiliate of the National Black Child Development Institute. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we've had um, some very important work cut out uh, before us um, and as we talked before that work is built around literacy um, and 
currently we do, in my opinion, strong opinion, and a lot of other professionals' opinion, have a crisis that we're facing, particularly for our children. Many of them are reading below grade level. Mm -hmm. And so through BCDIDC, we created an initiative called the Bookshelf Project. Uh, that initiative is designed to help support families in creating in-home libraries. So when you speak to actually having a book, a physical book, that's very important and key to getting children to develop and appreciate uh, reading. And so by uh, you know developing good reading habits in the home or supporting parents in developing good reading habits in the home, we pretty much are comfortable with saying that our children will then go on to develop better reading habits themselves as an adult. How, what have you found um, with like the numbers? Um, I'm a numbers guy sure. and um, person. Mm -hmm. And I just, because I know a lot of our students, they really don't read anymore. Mm -hmm. they're, they're really in, involved in a lot of other aspects of, of, you know, quick, you know, go sure. to Wikipedia. Sure. And then a lot of times that stuff's not right. But do you know the number as to how students have grown, how they've evolved with having books in the home versus not? Do, do you know that? It's specific numbers, no, but the number, <laughs> a particular number that uh, certainly stands out is that, you know, there's 61% of homes, 61% of homes uh, where children do not grow up with books in the home. Mm -hmm. So we already know that that is a huge deficit uh, in itself. Mm -hmm. And so by, you know, as I said, creating opportunities for families through the Bookshelf Project, we try to or will try to uh, compensate by ensuring that those children who uh, are not accessing books regularly are able to. Uh, but certainly we know that we have, uh, you know, more than three-fourths of our students still falling behind uh, and not on grade level. And so this is mm -hmm. something that we cannot continue to see uh, because as much as we know it's impacting us as an African-American community, overall, mm -hmm. society, certainly uh, it doesn't benefit us as a society to mm -hmm. have this many children uh, who are not able to be uh, on grade level. Reading. What, what are the um, grade levels? Are you like from pre-K or kindergarten? Because you know that's a good time to really start putting into them. Um, on up to what college bound high school uh, what what's the span of the books in which you like to get into the family's homes absolutely so for us our target age is between birth through fifth grade mm -hmm. or birth through 12 years old okay. uh, for the most part uh, but you know when we look at the data the data says that you know by the third grade if a child is not reading on grade level by the third grade then the chances of them succeeding throughout the rest of their academic career begins to diminish mm -hmm. uh, and certainly then they're more uh, prone to you know dropping out of school uh, and then clearly that you know as they matriculate through school uh, and we also know that there are plenty of students who do manage to graduate from high school and even get accepted into college but with that deficiency are in remedial college courses that wow. also can, uh, you know, sort of be a challenge and, you know, um, um, cause them in some cases to probably drop out or uh, just need a, a great deal of extra support. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Um, that, that's interesting too, that what you just mentioned about um, how they just barely being able to get through school because of their lack of reading. Mm -hmm. um, how do the books get into the home? Now, I know this is a fairly new project, sure. and I'm very excited sure. about it, and that's actually the reason why Ellen Foundation reached out to you, because yeah. we saw um, 
what you're doing to put back into the community. So walk us through how you get these books into uh, the families' homes. Absolutely. So one of the most important things to us as well is ensuring that we are curating books that are culturally relevant and responsive. You know, so uh, books that are written by African-American authors, books that have illustrations uh, that are African-American uh, illustrations or, you know, obviously illustrations that the children can identify with and relate to, mm -hmm. skin tone, uh, hair texture, uh, you know, those things mm -hmm. matter when mm -hmm. children pick up books because they can see themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we've been fortunate in some sense where our national organization has been able to uh, procure books or secure books through Scholastics. Uh, that's how we launched it. We mm -hmm. received over 500 plus books and the donations. The Scholastic books, like we're long time ago, Absolutely. they would sit. Really? Yes. That's still around? Yeah, Scholastics is still around. Oh my so gosh, I remember, I remember we used to get the little thing home from school, like what books you yep. want to order. order. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. oh my gosh, so, yeah, I didn't know around. that was still around. Absolutely, wow. so that's a source. Uh, another source that sort of is new, but it's been around and it, I, you know, I'm growing more and more familiar with it, but First Books is a national organization mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that also has opportunities for organizations, teachers, uh, to be able to secure books or purchase books at a very low cost. Uh, and so we kind of go through these types of sources the other plus and benefit to the work that we're doing is we are meeting a lot of new authors. So there's a wow. lot of authors, particularly in the DMV area, mm -hmm. uh, that have written children's books that are dedicated to African American children. Mm -hmm. And so we seek to, you know, uh, collect anyway. or mm -hmm. obtain donations mm -hmm. uh, from them. And through those types of efforts, we're able to use those books to be a part of the in-home library that we're trying to create. Uh, there's a data point that speaks to the fact that children who are exposed to at least 20 books or more mm -hmm. uh, have an opportunity to increase academically mm -hmm. two and three grade levels. So it has been our goal with creating the in-home libraries to at least start the family out with at least 20 books. We haven't quite reached that goal. Mm -hmm. uh, as you can imagine, fundraising and being able to uh, you I know, I know uh, that. Get, a, get a significant amount of books is you know the, the part of the challenge. Mm -hmm. but. Uh, we still have been uh, distributing the bookshelves and we still have been distributing what books that we um, are able to have available. Um, and so, yeah. How did you get involved in this? Like, I, I know your background, sure. but what particularly drew you into um, wanting to do this? I mean, I, like everybody's got a story as yeah. to what leads them to do what they do to put back in the community. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious, what drew you into this? Well, I would say one part, it was always in my heart. You know, I, I often refer to a story um, or incident when I was a child, uh, and I just watched a mother who had two children, uh, and we kind of knew in the community she was someone who, um, you know, had some, some sort of mental challenges, uh, but still in all, you can see that she was a committed mother to her children. And, uh, you know, I was not allowed to cross the street uh, for any reason and this particular day I watched her you know um, going up the street pushing this cart with groceries and the children were behind her with bags and it was something about that and it, it always reminds me of why I do this work uh, I kind of mm -hmm. teared up because I wanted to help and I couldn't you, couldn't help you know her. and that that, that re the reason for that was because my mom didn't want me to cross the street for safety okay. reasons mm -hmm. but nonetheless that same spirit traveled with me throughout and i in one way or another have been involved in the community. Um, and so I just recognize that at a certain point, it's my responsibility to mm. be involved and to do something. 
And so by the time I, you know, finished school and I had taken a significant amount of courses in entrepreneurship and entrepreneur development, that was truly my entry mm -hmm. into youth uh, development and working with children uh, officially, you know, okay. although I was a mentor okay. and all that, but that but, was my oh, official. Oh, the official capacity. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I, it, for me, I'm always interested into um, how someone gets from point A to point B to turn around and put back into the community. Um, like for, for me with Ellen Foundation, it, it, Ellen Foundation's pretty much my life, you know, from when uh, I left Connecticut to move here. And then all the, the things that transpired as now a single mom trying to raise um, the, a family and all the hardships and all the things that it, it just made me more aware, yes. um, you know, the struggles that are in the community. When yes. you go to the state or when you go to the school, their hands are tied. Yes. And so for me, when God had placed in my heart to, to do this, uh, of course, I was like, what? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, absolutely not. I'm not going to do this. But I understood the, the reasoning mm -hmm. behind because, mm -hmm. like you, because you, you, you get stirred up yep. about it. Yep. And it makes it easier for when someone comes to you to say, hey, you know, can you help us? Can you help my child? It makes it easier to say, I understand. Absolutely. I get you. Yep. So uh, kudos to you Thank on you. That. Um, that. That's really, really important on, um, you know, in working with the families. Yes. Yeah. So how many bookcases are you looking to to do to get into our homes? And So our modest goal has been to, uh, you know, distribute and uh, cre create 500 in-home libraries mm -hmm. a year. So we, we recognize that in this is your first year, right? Yeah, this is sort of our uh, going going. We piloted it in uh, December of uh, 17 okay. and went through all of 2018 uh, working uh, to distribute over, I would say, 200 bookshelves. So we didn't quite mm -hmm. meet uh, our goal, mm -hmm. but that's been our goal. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, and so definitely to, you know, purchase, have it on stock in, in our storage. Uh, you know that many bookshelves mm -hmm. uh, and then through various events so the way in which we've done implementation has been through what the bookshelf project is and that is an event that we were having on a sort of bi-monthly basis where families come to the event we partner with other schools with other community-based organizations uh, and you know by hosting us we are able to access the families that are either participating obviously in their school or parents mm -hmm. of the school or participating in the particular program uh, or it's open to the public in general as well so we mm -hmm. market it to the public uh, and when they come to the event they have an opportunity to um, be a part of what we call table talk sessions because it is extremely important that we support families and parents around literacy uh, and the things that impact you know their children and reading or impact them as a family mm -hmm. you know so talking about discipline and you know what that looks like in the home uh, that's another thing you know you and I talked about you know in terms of trauma and certain right. levels of discipline right. leave a significant amount of trauma amongst our children uh, you know being able to develop habits uh, such as words on the go mm -hmm. you know as busy parents we often think we don't have enough time to uh, you know expose our children to new vocabulary or new words mm -hmm. and for Excuse our early mm -hmm. learners uh, whose brains are so palatable so early. Right, they, it, they're like a sponge. Like a sponge. And yeah, so you just wanna 
um, make sure that instead of putting them in front of the television, give them something tangible. Absolutely, it's stimulating mm -hmm. and constantly stimulating. Our mm -hmm. children will ask hundreds and hundreds of questions. And as a parent, you have to have the capacity to be able to respond to those questions, not out of frustration, but out of the reality that my child is learning and developing How and their brain help. is growing. So yes, I want as a parent, you want to be able to continue to feed feed that. So our, our table talk discussions sort of center around those mm -hmm. types of things. So therefore, parents leave with the ability to go home and implement some of these things. Uh, but then also at the event, it's sort of festive for the children. We have a little bit of entertainment, um, you know, for the children. But then they also get to, at some times, in some cases, I should say, uh, personalize the bookshelf. Mm -hmm. So they basically oh, have been, awesome. yeah, you yeah, know. that's that's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, is it just um, in D.C. or any anyone in the D.M.V. area can come to you? How can someone come to you and say, "Hey, I want a book"? shelf in my house um, this is this is an important piece and I think I want to get involved in this how it where where can they start sure well as I've said before you know based on our capacity you know we've been sort of uh, central to DC but mm -hmm. the Black Child Development Institute DC Metro is sort of responsible or our uh, territory so, so to speak is uh, DC Maryland and some parts of Virginia of course mm -hmm. um, we haven't been able to reach that far, uh, but we have had people from those areas come to our events and we have not necessarily turned anyone away. Uh, the best way to reach me is through social media, mm -hmm. uh, email, um, and through that, you know, we can establish the communication and determine whether or not we have sufficient amount to uh, distribute. Now, I say that, that if you're reaching out as a part of a program, and you want us to come and support you in that capacity, then the discussions will begin and we will determine if we can have that. If you're a parent and we have enough in stock yeah, and inventory books. Mm -hmm. and books, then certainly, you know, we're uh, more than interested in uh, ensuring that you get the same thing that we are doing within the D.C. area. What's the cost on the shelves here? So right now, uh, based on where we get, a, get the bookshelves from, we initially started at IKEA. Uh, and the price right, point yeah. was about uh, $17 or $18. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, unfortunately, IKEA has stopped uh, making the particular bookshelves that were uh, economical for us to get. Uh, the next level up bookshelves that they were offering was about $40. So that's a side conversation I'm trying to have with them to ensure that this is the point that we're making, that we want to be able to create in-home libraries, but if we can't afford uh, the bookshelves, and I'm not just saying us, any parent right. may want to go and start an in-home library, but mm. that's a, that will become a barrier. Mm. But nonetheless, we um, then went to Target, and Target currently has a smaller version of a bookshelf, and that's running about $25. So in terms of asking the public for support, we're not trying to go above a $25 um, you know, bookshelf, and uh, that currently is what the cost is for bookshelves. Getting books, uh, and because we're going through first books, mm -hmm. we can get them for about $5. Mm -hmm. And so overall, what we did in terms of a package, we said, all right, if you want to donate, you can donate $25, that'll get us a bookshelf. If you just want to donate for books, that's fine. That's $5, you know, a book, however many you want to donate. Uh, but then also to really um, touch that data point of uh, at least 20 books that the children would get, we say uh, donate $120, uh, you know, $25, and that will give the books and the bookshelf as well. Uh, so that's kind of our fundraising or our sponsorship level currently mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and we, we hope that you know that's 
feasible for a significant amount of the population, which we believe really is. It's good. So um, we're, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll be right back. Um, we want to pick this up in just, just a couple of minutes um, because what, what you're how we're going to get you to those books and sure. how so we're going to talk about that in our next segment sure. so um just hold on we'll be right back we're going to take a quick break in 2018 i personally helped several people reclaim their healthy lives with a ketogenic lifestyle together with our team at wakaya perfection we have helped over 4,000 people struggling with weight loss burn off unwanted fat naturally control hypertension type 2 diabetes and high cholesterol with our beulah fit keto fuel shake and high impact ginger and turmeric contact me for yours buttons about that keto life.mywakaya.com that's B-U-T-T-O-N-S-B-O-U-T-T-H-A-T-K-E-T-O-L-I-F-E dot M-Y-W-A-K-A-Y-A dot com. Or call 202-875-3926. promote your products and services, VoxWave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. VoxWave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, I'm Pam Price. I'm the host of Unheard Voices, and I'm here with Akeem Miat. I keep, I cannot get it right, right? Um, And we're talking about the importance of literacy in in a child's development. And um, earlier in our first segment, we, we just shared a little bit tidbits on on the importance of making sure we get that hard book into your child's hand to help them develop. And we talked about the importance of, of this, this program, um, this project in which um, Akeem is doing with his team. So where I want to pick up on this end um, is that you, you mentioned to get a bookcase with, that is filled with books is $125. And that will be, um, that's important to get into a family's home. Um, Family, and I know 
times are, are really hard, and, and, but the importance of making sure your child develops properly, it comes with having that book in your hand. Um, and, you know, and just quickly looking, it's it, the statistics done by um, uh, PBS, it shows that 85% of our children today have a problem with reading, and I think that goes along with your numbers in which you said earlier. Mm -hmm. And having this development, the books help stimulate the mind, and it allows them to develop, to keep them on track, or else they're going to have a lot of problems growing in school. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do, what Ellen Foundation is going to do, and um, family definitely would love for you to come on out to this presentation is Ellen Foundation is going to sponsor 10 families. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Uh, definitely. And we're going to make this presentation on uh, April 20th at our STEAM event where uh, Akeem's going to be speaking and touching more on the, um, on the importance of the books. So let's kind of pick up some more about some other things sure. in which you guys are going to do um, in, in, your, in your program and how you're going to help develop these kids. Sure. And first and foremost, thank you for that uh, awesome contribution. Uh, certainly, it's going to go a long way to supporting the thank initiative you. and the mm -hmm. families that mm -hmm. will be impacted. Um, you know, we, you know, the the goal for the year is certainly to uh, continue to um, accumulate and uh, support as many families as we can. As I said, you know, 500 bookshelves is essentially 500 families that we want to be able mm -hmm. to touch. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, in addition to that, I just want to add that, you know. Um, we recognize that parents, you know, uh, particularly in our community, based on you know social economic conditions, um, are you know sort of stressed and strapped uh, in a lot of ways, and just even the time, you know. So we also advocate for, and so do a lot of other, um, you know, um, uh, professionals and, and, and research outlets that you know at least 15 minutes of time a day with their children reading. Uh, goes a long way to uh, building, you know, their vocabulary and exposure mm -hmm. uh, to, to to literacy. Um, and so, what we've done also is created what we call the My Child Can Read Literacy Camp, okay. and that supports and is sort of part of the Bookshelf Project. It's just an extension of the project uh, by offering parents an opportunity every other Saturday to bring their child to. Uh, a particular community, which is in Southeast Washington D.C., mm -hmm. called Arborview Apartments, uh, and you know, um, we just sort of launched this uh, this past weekend. Uh, and so, basically, those families that participate will get a bookshelf. They will also get uh, the books as well. Uh, but what we're doing there is just offering opportunity uh, to mentor the children and you know continue to cultivate that love for reading, because that's the biggest uh, factor as well. Um, one of the you know data points speaks to the fact that you know the behavior change that will sort of impact our children in scoring has to do with their uh, access to books and their exposure to books. So we cannot um, <coughs> uh, um, sort of um, belittle that reality that it is just the mere presence often of books that will make a difference in our children's lives. And so mm. that overall is our ultimate goal. So any support, um, any commitment to the My Child Can Read Literacy Camp that we get will go a long way. Uh, and as we already know, this is significant to our community. Uh, to African Americans overall, and for me, I often, you know, feel a significant kind of way when I look historically how our ancestors fought extremely hard to 
gain access to literature, Online. to be able to read. Uh, and now it seems like we're reverting in a way in which puts us clearly at a disadvantage. Hmm. And that just doesn't make a lot of sense. And so I'm hopeful for our efforts. I'm hopeful for the partnerships uh, in being able to turn this around because I also recognize that historically, although we were enslaved for you know well over 300 years, we educated ourselves in the least amount of time. You know where we've seen um, um, our, our communities begin to thrive and build and uh, support one another. So I'm hopeful that you know through our efforts, we will be able to sort of turn this thing around uh, and have a different narrative uh, in the next 15 years that uh, certainly speaks to the fact that uh, our children are reading and can read. And that was the motto of our camp yesterday. Our children all recited, I can read and I can also become an That's author. That's great. That's really good. And while you were speaking, it, it was, um, I was <laughs> just thinking about when I decided to return back to college and um, my major and my, my certification is in psychology. So my first thought was like, oh my gosh, I gotta learn to read. Now I've been out of college forever, mm -hmm. um, out of high school and then, you know, life, yeah. and then decided, hey, I'm gonna go back to school. But my first thought was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go back to school because now I have to go back to reading. And what I found myself, and it could be with children and also with adults that are returning back to, to school, because this is an important piece for those that decide um, to go back to school as well, yeah. is that I found um, going back to reading all these books and understanding because math and all that stuff is not like it was when I was in school. Sure, sure. Nope. <laughs> so it becomes very intimidating where, uh, and even when, when you know, students nowadays bring home their, their work from yep. school mm -hmm. and a parent who is just, you know, looking at this, it, it doesn't, it becomes very overwhelming. Sure. So for me, what I ended up doing, and just a suggestion that I found which works, mm -hmm. It's just, I, I just went and started reading just stuff. I yeah. would be like, stuff mm -hmm. that, that appealed to me. And next thing I know, I, you know, I was like, started off with little books like yeah. this. Yeah. And then I ended up reading like novels, like yeah. what and can go through. And um, so now, um, as I shared earlier, I had moved over the, over the weekend and, and the movers, <laughs> they're, they're because it wasn't marked books were in them, right? I just put heavy, right? So when the guy saw, he was like, what do you got in these boxes? I'm like, books. And he said, he was like, oh my gosh, you read that much? And I said, yeah. And I love to escape from the technology yep. and, um, and it and allows to um, build up that creative side of, of the brain, which is important yes. to stay stimulated while you're doing all these other things. So, um, you know, I, I just encourage families and parents who are just out, just starting to get back into the reading and, and looking for ways to get their kids involved is to find something that is, um, you know, just, just not intimidating, something they like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sesame Street books and you know and all these other things and and help introduce them to some some bigger um, 
uh, ways to reading. And that's key. Uh, it's it, it's about habits, forming really good mm -hmm. habits, and um, you know being cognizant of the things that we do. So one of the things I, I was in discussion with someone recently, and so think for a moment about a parent who um, your child has may have had some issue at school, and so they come home and you say, well, you do your homework, and then you go in your room and you read. Yeah. Now. As a parent, you feel as though you're doing the right thing, and in, mm -hmm. in most cases, you are. Mm -hmm. But the psychological impact, impact or the negative impact to that child is that reading is a punishment. Right. And so we have to be cognizant of that type of, you know, response. That's a great point. Out. Where, yeah, we mm -hmm. where as much as you are sort of putting your child in a position where if they can't do X, Y, and Z, then they should go and read. But it has to be structured in a way where they can appreciate it. And that's sort of the problem that we have where our young folks don't appreciate reading. Uh, they see it as a punishment. And so therefore, that, that's, you know. That's, that's, yeah. that's uh, a great point out because, you know, the, it, it does seem like, you know, go in your room mm -hmm. and, and read as mm -hmm. a punishment. Mm -hmm. But in essence, it, it unlocks the mind for yep. imagination. So um, that, that's, that's, that's important there. That, that is really important. So now, how can people really get in touch with you and if they want to volunteer and do, do more hands-on or even come out and be, um, be a part of your Saturday yes. um, classes there? Absolutely. So you can definitely follow us on uh, Instagram, Black Child Development Institute, or I should say Black Child Development. Uh, uh, you can also email me directly at Ikeem, I-H-K-E-E-M, bcdidc.org <laughs> is all good. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, mm. Phone is uh, phone number is public two zero two eight zero eight six two seven three. And again, you know, if you're interested in participating in any way, we can use all the volunteers that are willing and able to come out. And what assist. time on Saturdays? So Saturday between ten and two. Okay. Um, and certainly, uh, we have a you know sort of scheduled uh, sort of uh, format. Um, the goal is when they come in, they participate in Harambe, and everything is sort of geared towards reading. Uh, so when we decided, even for breakfast, you know, we'll work with the children mm. to uh, create their own breakfast. So mm -hmm. if it's granola bars, there's, uh, you know, um, um, recipes and instructions that go with that that allow the children to read. Uh, and it's not, one of the other things that's stressing with that is that if you are interested in volunteering, it is about uh, having fun with the children around reading. Again, taking away that, that, that idea that, reading is some um, unpleasurable thing or uh, is a punishment or shouldn't be fun. Uh, and so yes, we, we are at this point uh, in society where it is all hands on deck. Um, and you know, given our emphasis on black children and black families, uh, it's very critical that more of us show up. Um, and I know I say this often, you know, I don't come with a big name and a lot of folks don't know who mm -hmm. I am or mm -hmm. the organization. Right. That's another right. thing that we faced as well is that you know a lot of folks weren't you know familiar with the National right. Black Child Development Institute, uh, and then you also got folks who are a little apprehensive, you know, for whatever because reason. they don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we 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 encourage everyone come out and be a part and of be this a part of and it. bring your spirit, bring your energy and effort uh, to this movement because that's what the Bookshelf Project has become uh, in in moving in that direction as a movement. That's awesome, and I'm excited that we the Ellen Foundation is going to put. Um, 
give 10 families um, Absolutely. books to do. So. And you'll know those families. That's the oh, thing. Oh, really? You'll get to know them because uh, in our community that we're in now, that's mm -hmm. been our goal. They have well over 200 units. So families that are interested, we're not going to force them. They will come through the community center. Ms. Cora Clark, who runs the community center there, wonderful woman, uh, and uh, they will sign up. And you know we'll have them um, uh, have opportunity to come and mm -hmm. be a part of the workshop because we'll actually ah. do a workshop and that'll be a chance for, for uh, the to foundation know. to come and meet and actually you know um, um, talk about what you do as well and you know for the families to see that this is a that's you know, exciting yes that's really exciting so family connect with Akeem and what they're doing in the community um, very important to read and um, so I'm, I'm Again, I'm excited about what you're doing, and I'm glad that we started following each other on yes. social media because that's how, for me, as I look at other organizations in which Ellen Foundation can come in and partner, I'm always fascinated as to how and what they're doing yes. and the importance of the work of, of what they're doing to, to get back. So kudos to you. Thank you. So I know we got something important coming up. Yep, um, yep. So I'm really excited. And um, family, again, um, Ellen Foundation has its 2019 Spring mm -hmm. Youth Conference uh, STEM, STEAM event coming up very soon. It's April 20th. And we're going to host it right there at the College Park Marriott Conference Center. So. I'm excited to have you as one of our speakers and to go into uh, you know what you're talking about and get our stu students involved in um, not only reading as I mentioned earlier the importance of reading it stimulates mm -hmm. that science side but um, also we're going to be talking about um, technology and engineering piece and and of course um, we're going to have DJ Five Star and um, uh, Quentin Q, uh, Q local productions come out and talk about media and that aspect. And what I love about this event is that usually what I like to do is bring out the males mm -hmm. um, because our young people like to see strong male um, people that are individuals that are interested in, in what they do. Sure. Um, and, and it's different, you yeah. know, it's different than, than a, a, a men's conference sure. or something because so many families are single family families, which are, majority of them are ran by the woman. Yep. And like here, mm -hmm. um, you know, they get to see, it's like, hey, there are some strong male positive role yes. models. Yes. And that's what we want to provide. So along with that, I know you're going to be talking about this. I know you're going to be bringing some additional games and things mm -hmm. for, for our young people to get involved with, correct? Absolutely. Uh, there is a um, uh, new game that we were introduced to um, by um, a woman named Sharif who has a um, consulting firm. Mm -hmm. The game is uh, what's in a sentence. Mm -hmm. uh, and it works to support children in building uh, sentences. Uh, and so this is a fun game that we hope to um, present and introduce the children to and add a little competitive um, nature to it because it is, it's, it's, and it's not a lot of rules. Okay. Uh, the only thing is that your sentence sort of has to make sense uh, or be a sentence. 
Um, <laughs> but you will find that uh, it, it, it draws from various topics and um, you know uh, adjectives and different uh, words that can be used. Uh, and you just have to create the sense. So we'll helps develop their vocabulary. Absolutely helps develop vocabulary for sure. So we'll be introducing that um, because this is a part of the bookshelf project. We did partner uh, with her and the organization to uh, you know uh, promote this particular game because we believe it is an essential game that will um, benefit the children. That's exciting. Um, yeah, I love this part now as Ellen Foundation begins to get very busy in you know to fall into the season and um, and do more with uh, with our young people and and as well with our, our women um, as I mentioned we have um, DJ five star that comes out and what he does is that he uses his turntables to teach um, students the importance mm -hmm. of of math and timing and, and the engineering piece where I'm sitting there is like how in the world right. that's ingenious right, you know because right. it uses what they you know take the music that they're listening to now and then turn it around and allows them to understand hey here's the cadence what's the count yeah. how to count yeah. and then put it all together again so that's ingenious and Kulo um, the, fantastic photographer he's actually my photographer one of my photographers let me let me make sure I state that <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> and um, he's gonna come in and talk about the arts more the arts piece in the media and um, and how our young people can go in and and begin to look at that as a as something that they want to do yes. and that they can do it because um, through this we want to make sure Ellen Foundation wants to make sure that young people know that they can put their mind to doing anything, that they can achieve it. You just have to understand the process yes. to get from point A to point B. Um, we partnered with um, iFly, mm -hmm. which is great. Yep. So iFly is coming in, and usually we, Ellen Foundation yep. gives away two scholarships yep. at, at the youth conference, but this year, uh, for this spring event, we're only going to give away one scholarship because we partner not only with you guys, but with iFly. iFly is donating 15 tickets for our uh, fall uh, STEM event, uh, which will allow the students to come in, be a part of, uh, experience that, that jump. I've never been in this, and I've heard that this is something spectacular where you get you, so you can go in and do your jumps, and, and it's all about the more of the hands-on and the science and the technology. So family, please come on out to that event. Um, you can go on to uh, our website, which is www.thelmfoundation.org. Um, make sure you register. Uh, let us know how many students you have coming or how many children you have coming so that way he'll be ready for <laughs> his game. I'm going to do a game too. I'll, I always do a, a, a STEM event, uh, a strategy event with, with our young people. So definitely I'm excited to have you on. What else you have coming up? Oh, well, you know, as I said, you know, in the beginning in terms of how I got involved, uh, I, you know, cannot uh, not mention the fact that, you know, youth entrepreneurship education is an important part of the yes. work that we're doing. Uh, and so that is another uh, sort of up and coming um, uh, piece. Actually, this week we'll be kicking off another after school program. Uh, and so that is sort of tied into the BCDI work mm -hmm. because I'm an integral part of the BCDI Busy organization. Guy. 
uh, but certainly we're going to stick with our focus on um, um, you know getting as many bookshelves as we possibly can um, by the end of the year okay uh, and so therefore uh, you know going into 2020 uh, or I should say wait a minute, 2019 2020 <laughs> uh, we will be on target for uh, our implementation strategy. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I'm not going to add very much more. Uh, certainly, if we have more uh, people who join us and join the team, okay. uh, that will allow us to do more. Uh, but for the most part, yeah. Give them your phone number again. Absolutely. 202-808-6273. Uh, uh, and also, I think I didn't mention the website, www.bcdidc.org. Well, I'm Thank you again for coming out, yeah. um, definitely to help kick off the second season. Looking so I'm forward. really excited. So family, again, we have the um, our youth conference coming up, which is April 20th. Um, then we're going to have our women's conference, uh, which is the following month, which is um, May 4th. And we have some dynamic speakers that are going to come out. I'm actually going to be a speaker. Usually yes, I, I don't speak. Yeah. Usually I don't yeah. speak because because it's just like, oh, man, I got to get out there. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> that's because I'm a mush, and I'll right. start talking, and right. I'll be, grrr, you know, be crying and everything. <laughs> but we have some dynamic speakers um, that are coming out. We have um, – we're blessed to have um, – um, Ver, uh, Apostle Vero Howard, mm -hmm. um, she's actually DJ, um, DJ, uh, Dietrich Haddon's manager, and, and um, she's phenomenal. She's uh, in this area, um, and she's also going to be one of the speakers. I got to send you the updated flyer. Awesome, yeah. So we're excited to have her be a part of it. We, are, we have um, Janine Powell, who's part of uh, Jones House of Ref Refuge. Mm -hmm here in Prince George's County. Um, my, my really good friend who's a, who has a radio show out of New York, mm -hmm. um, Nigeria Anderson's gonna come down and host. Um, you know, it, just just um, Erica Saleh, who's um, CEO of True Transformation. Um, gosh, I'm trying to do this from memory. <laughs> I feel like I'm on spot here trying to remember and they're gonna kill me if I forget. They're all dynamic for I sure. Know. They are. So definitely go on to uh, LM Foundation's website, www.thelmfoundation.org. Please come on out, support the event as yes. we continue to put into the community. Absolutely. Because that's what we want to do. Absolutely. And I'm so glad we're going to partner with you. And guys, you know what? We're done for the day. Uh, I'm going back to bed. I know. I know. Uh, we're almost into spring, so family, continue to um, be blessed, uh, continue to stay focused. Um, I pray that you guys have a great um, rest of your day. So thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next, next month on Second Sunday. Bye now. In 2018, I personally helped several people reclaim their healthy lives with a ketogenic lifestyle. Together with our team at Wakaya Perfection, we have helped over 4,000 people struggling with weight loss burn off unwanted fat naturally, control hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and high cholesterol with our Beulah Fit Keto Fuel Shake and high-impact ginger and turmeric. Contact me for yours. Buttons about that ketolife.mywakaya.com. That's 
B-U-T-T-O-N-S-B-O-U-T-T-H-A-T-K-E-T-O-L-I-F-E dot M-Y-W-A-K-A-Y-A dot com or call 202-875-3926. 